Hey, it's Riley here, Rala on Twitter. Um, we're coming at you with a half sewed this week uh, on account of uh, my computer sucks and ate the second half of this episode. But if you're in London on the 14th, uh, you should come to our live show at the Betsy Trotwood at 8. We're going to have an amazing lineup there. Uh, it's going to be me, Hussein. Uh, Ryan Broderick, uh, global deputy news editor at BuzzFeed and previous guest in this show. Pierre Novelli, multiple previous guest in this show and like comedy good people. Uh, Alex Keeley, Olga Koch, you know them, you love them. It's going to be like eight quid. It's going to be really fun. So you should come out. Uh, anyway, enjoy this half sewed uh, with comedy legend Phil Wang, where we basically just don't focus on anything for a while, but make a lot of good Iliad jokes. Peace. Coming at you live from Riley's darkened alcove that is for some reason painted red. It's proper industrial canal out there. There's like old abandoned warehouses and signs that have been damaged. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Uh-huh. Do you feel like an old stri- an old uh, chimney sweep? <laughs> you just say <laughs> an old stripper. <laughs> an old stripper. <laughs> I feel very much like an old stripper. Well, I mean, Riley can do a really inauthentic Cockney accent, which is oh, yeah? uh, Let's hear the it. ultimate Dick Van Dyke. I, I, <laughs> anytime I try to do an impression of Paul Joseph Watson, it always ends up coming out as the Dick Van Dyke of the alt-right. <laughs> uh, I, I say something along the lines of, and apparently the Las Vegas shooter was connected to Antifa. Imagine my shock. And then... I uh, think that's all right. I think that's quite a measured... Paul Joseph yeah. Watson. Well, I mean, I don't listen to his voice very much. Oh, I mean, you're not a, a big fan. <laughs> he's, I, a... he's such a dweeb. He's just such a loser. You yeah. know, he's just such an obvious dork. <laughs> who is, you know, dorkiness can be a source of great power, great evil. I think mm-hmm. there are two types. There are two reactions to being a loser, mm. which I'm with all three of us here. I'm sure are very okay with. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. For sure, oh, for sure. You either work harder for the side of good to get out of it, to get out of your losership, or you give up and you you give in mm-hmm. to the bitterness of losership. Mm. And you buy a map. You buy a map and you put <laughs> it up behind you. Yeah, and then, and then you're always licking a uh, a cherry sucker, so that you're like a cherry ring pop. So is your he, lips are always really red. Is this true of him? Is this why? Well, his his lips are, ins- are insanely red. So I'm largely assuming that he has like a giant oversized novelty lo- a lollipop just off screen. But I I I'm, I always find it a source of great British pride that our fascists have to go to America to find an audience. I mean, we have... Much we, like we have our mu- comedians. They're, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're so much more subtle than our fascists, you know? Like, uh. Well, they have more writers, they're fascists, and they have more writers than yeah, we yeah, do here. Yeah. Uh, there's different culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, Emma, would you mind doing a little film of us? Thank you very much. You're For my, some reason, I told totally you, you'd be like, would you mind just, like, doing that and washing up? And just, <laughs> <laughs> As you're here... I noticed oh. you being a woman over there, and I thought... Uh, yeah, as we all know, the, um, as we all know uh, white men on the far left are misogynist and racist, mm. and we're all, we, we love silencing women in POC. Are you white, Riley? Uh, oddly enough, yes. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 know it's, I know it looks ambiguous. 
Yeah, I like, thought you look at least Mediterranean, and no one's really quite sure if, mm, if uh-huh. Mediterraneans are white. I mean, Italians doesn't shower much. Italians like only mm. became white like fifty years ago. That's true. Yeah, mm. like, I mean, <laughs> the, the Irish, the whitest people on earth, uh-huh. were only really technically white about <laughs> well, I, yeah. the Second World War. Like, maybe? Once, once we bring back phrenology, we can finally really begin relegating the Irish to their proper place. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 for one, um, with. With my, uh, my, my scholar's brow ridges and my lack of a Slavic brain pan, I'm really just going to be poised to get a lot of good, um, good promotions when technology <laughs> makes its comeback. That'd, so, be, that'd be quite fun to bring back that old-timey racism against like groups of people that don't really exist anymore. It's damn Ottomans. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, like the st- stereotypes about Ottomans plundering the Mediterranean I, I, I'd write galleys. I think piece about how it's impossible to be racist against Ottomans, actually, because they're imperialists. So oh. uh, that'll be my hot take. <laughs> On the Ottomans, oh, nice. <laughs> the the Huns, the yeah. Them, yeah. Wait, wait, when you say the Huns, you mean the Germans c- construed as the Hun, or do you mean the, the original Hun? The original Hun, the OG, the OG, the old Genghis, <laughs> the old <laughs> yeah, the OG Hun, the OG Huns. Um, wait, hang on though. Genghis wasn't the Huns, though. He was no, like, he was a Mongol. It was Attila who was a Hun, but oh, I, I would never, I've never been. I've never. I've never understood this difference. What I, is the difference? Well, the Huns. They were both very centri- similar men, but they were, they're, they're, like Huns were from Mongolia, Oasis. right? But no, the Huns were from Mongolia. They were from uh, the Caucasus. Oh, uh, is but it? They were both. They were both sort of uh, a horse-based um, pastoral, no- like nomadic pastoralists, who. Uh, you know, constructed sort of very large but very delicate empires that sort of fell apart a couple generations after the death of the sort of um, uh, dramatic leader that caused the empires. Uh, but that's just because, uh, you know, uh, nomadic pastoralists are quite bad at maintaining control over uh, large areas of territory administratively. Yeah, I mean, safe to say the days of a, of a, horse, of a horseback emperor reigning over the Russian steppes are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something you'd see in the 21st century. <laughs> Why do we just barrel the camera? <laughs> um, That's yeah. very good, Milo. <laughs> Thank you. That's very good. So, hey... Phil Wang, yeah. notable comedian and baking commentator. I, as of as of last week, I'm the UK's premier baking commentator. I was on the uh, the Great British Bake Off's extra show where um, a panel of ostensibly baking uninterested people mm-hmm. are, are paid to uh-huh. effect an interest in baking for an hour and a half, <laughs> which is then cut down to half an hour, mm. I think, um, or maybe it is an hour. So yeah, I had to sit down and talk about. Um, the the pastry week. It was mm-hmm. pastry week. Oh, wow! All and right. Sorry, isn't every week on Great British Bake Off pastry week? Isn't that the, the sort of When's theme of White the show? Week? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> pastry week, Bolivon month. <laughs> uh, and so I had to. Has do you know? I'm, I'm probably asking the wrong people. I don't know if the Bake Off episodes. What, what, when is certainly asking. When does this? People. When does this podcast come out? A uh, few weeks. Oh, okay. Then I'm not breaching my NDA. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I, in in the process of catching up the show, I fell deeply in love with um, one of the contestants, who is this very sweet Russian gal, who ended Ooh. up being the gal eliminated on my episode. Mm-hmm. And so she came in for the interview because they interviewed the one who's eliminated. Okay. And so I turned up and realized it's her, and started um, really freaking out because. I have a tendency to come across very creepy mm-hmm. to people I fancy. Is it the glasses? 
I think it's more my behavior and the things I say. Uh, oh, right, okay. okay. You know, <laughs> okay. Um, but the glasses don't help. Um, Tell me the business cards that say Phil Wang, lover, entrepreneur. <laughs> Milady. Yeah. Uh, the business cards in the shape of a fedora. <laughs> it just is a fedora. I, I, I actually, on that subject, I recently took advantage of a promotion on one of these uh, business card sites. Can't remember which one it was. But right now, winging its way to me in the mail are 500 business cards that say Riley Quinn, male feminist. (laughs) (laughs) How good does a business card business's business card have to be? Have you ever thought about that? (laughs) Say you have a business card business, and so you need a business card to Uh advertise your business card business to give to prospective business cards business Ooh. card other people buyers. in the business card game <laughs> well, no, or just clients yeah, who want yeah. their own business card your own how good can you imagine how good you have to make your business card business's yeah. business card you've got it it's like, very it, it has to be the best like, business card business business it has to be the best business card. Yeah, <laughs> Especially if it's a, if there's a very intricate power structure to your business card, business card company, then it would be a Byzantine business card, business card. Well, back I to the Ottomans again. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead to Istanbul, as they say, yeah. Yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They probably did in, in the Ottoman <laughs> Empire. Mm. Well, was, uh, I, you know, uh, at least after sort of, you know, the, the 15th century. For a podcast that's about technology, we really are focusing a lot. I don't know. The Byzantines presided well, over the, a lot the, of the city is one of the most influential inventions of human history. I, I, that's my hot take. Did the Byzantines invent the city? Uh, no, oh, we were just talking about cities, though. Yeah, we were talking about Old cities. cities. Oh, Old oh, cities. Right, right, I mean, right. I should have said Constantinople, uh-huh. really, but... So, um... But I want, to, I want to finish what you have to say about uh, about meeting day. meeting the um, Russian bakeress of your uh, oh, dreams. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she was extremely beautiful and mm-hmm. very sweet. Nice. And um, I employed the age old tactic in the art of not appearing creepy by not saying anything at all. But uh, yes. in and just sweating, just sweating, <laughs> and a, if you a had, subtle if, game of twelfth dimensional chess. If you look back on the footage, you, I, I'm, I'm just resting my chin on my hands, gazing at her. Um, which is not much better in yeah. retrospect, right. I realize now. I should have just said, uh, I like your buns or whatever. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what these mainstream slugs like to hear, but I imagine it's something like that. No, I, I no, bet no. you don't have a soggy bottom. Yeah, a soggy bottom came up so many times. Yeah, that's a that's thing in the Bake Off. Yeah, they're big into the soggy they're bottom. Big in, they're big it's a into filthy soggy. show, really. Yeah. It's a <laughs> disgusting show. It's Eurotrash, basically, that show. It's... <laughs> it's, Wait, it's it's for older middle class people to exercise their their perverted demons. So the Great British Bake Off projecting, projecting their sexuality far. onto cakes in the way the Victorians did with furniture. Oh yeah. Mm. Although the mm. Victorians also did that with food though. Like graham crackers were invented by a minister who wanted a um thought that sort of spicy food would lead to sexual immorality. And so he created a new kind of cookie that was specifically supposed to taste like nothing and feel unpleasant. As to making it the most spiritually pure yes. biscuit. Yeah, I made a cracker that's just like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's bland yet somehow it's so unpleasant. It's very Dry. white. Yeah. Wasn't it, was the eclair sexual or was that a Simpsons joke? The, uh, the gummy Venus de Milo was highly sexualized, but that was just a miscommunication between Homer and Ashley Grant. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the, the dapper laughs defense. <laughs> the old, uh, um, oh, yes. I like the idea that that should go down in legal history, the dapper laughs defense. In the case of dapper v. laughs. In the case of crown v. laughs. <laughs>, <laughs>, <laughs> uh, hey, guys. 
shall we do the podcast? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had <laughs> enough of this nonsense. <laughs> enough, yeah, enough let's get to let's, business. Let's get to you the serious. Let's get to the serious stuff. Let's make some money. Come on. No, let's <laughs> get to, I, and I, you know, every time we start this podcast, I always ask, guys, where's the smart money? Mm. What, what's the play here, guys? What are we, what, what, what are we doing? Because we got to always be casting, and you got to never stop posting. And uh, is this content lingo? No, this is this is blathering. Okay, <laughs> this is business blathering. Okay, okay, business okay. blathering. We, we we run into a lot of business blathering on. Are this you show. guys um uh what um disruptors? Are you, would you consider this a disruptive podcast? We disrupt our own lives. Yeah, we disrupt our own lives to bring it on, which I think uh, technically makes it disruptive. Yeah, like I often yeah. stay up way too late editing. Um, it also has turned me into a sort of it, it's pers- it's sort of been. Uh, breaking my brain down into its component pieces and stitching them back together into some kind of weird simulacrum of human consciousness. <laughs> um, because I've done such things so as... So you're a deconstructed person. Yes. Deconstruction. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a Vitruvi- I'm a Vitruvian man, but I have giant balls and a tiny dick, essentially. Why did and that? That came out of that field. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, you know. Do you got to have the wheel at least? The big circle to sort of surround it? I was kind of focused on the dumplings for a minute. I just came back to you talking about the size of your balls. And I was like, oh, okay, I really shouldn't have dropped the ball there. <laughs> as, as I'm much sorry, as it was a surprise. It was a surprise to me too. We weren't talking about anything. You just came out with balls. Uh, but it's because we've had to do such things as uh, read a book about how you can be better at business by thinking like a toddler. Uh, we've watched such films as the Emoji Movie. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. Why did you watch that? <laughs> for content, for Plot hashtag content. Yeah. Um, Is James Corden in that? Yes. Of course he's in that. I, I, uh, the famous James Corden emoji. Um, <sighs> the, high f- the high five that's like mm. kind of a pervert. Which is a way to express how you're just a general sense of malaise with the world, but mm. with, a, with a veneer of joviality. I've grown to hate the word malaise because... I grew up in Malaysia where Malay, the Malays are a race of people. Mm. And so every time someone says Malays, I, I'm sent back. Wait, what, where? Where, where are they? Yeah. Give me my knife. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Wang's turn. <laughs> you, you Malays find somewhere else to go. I'm the Malay This here. is Wang country. <laughs> Malady. <laughs> See what I'm dealing with. I'm so sorry. I guess, I guess this is why you have guests. He doesn't want guests. It's just you want someone <laughs> he, to dilute. He doesn't even want microphones. He just wants to sit me down in a chair for an hour and just, you know, no, shout about nothing. I also want guests to dilute him. We're like a, a, a rowing married couple. You have to have friends <laughs> over in order to not have a row for a while. Or a child they don't really love. Uh, just yeah. to save the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you adopt a new child, basically, every podcast. Every, every week, yeah. One you to two. You audition a new child. So, hey, um, why don't we as a family sit down and talk about a really stupid product I found that okay. is a really sort of like late stage capitalism kind of thing. Takes you back to your childhood, doesn't it? Yeah. And Dab was like, come on, kids, gather around and I'll tell you about a, <laughs> a really dumb product someone in Silicon Valley. Gather around the fire, which was a dumb product in my It's a very hot country. Gather around the fire yeah. and sweat your balls off as I tell you. <laughs> once, a, once upon a time, there was an old man who was in search of seed capital. Now, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a dumb product I have, which is quite a mainstream dumb product. Okay, is the um, the sensor bin. Okay. Which is a bin that opens when you move near it, so you don't have to touch anything or press on anything, uh-huh. but it just opens. If you, as you wave over it, you open it opens and you can throw your things in it. Uh-huh. Uh, and but it's 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 still disgusting uh-huh. because you have to open it up to put new batteries in all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're just mo- and it's just full of muck and like bin juice 
And like I opened up the battery compartment, it's just the battery just floating in bin juice. Oh, and, oh and I couldn't tell—is this bin juice or battery acid? <laughs> Either, <laughs> Either way. way, this is not an ideal situation. <laughs> um, and so I put in new batteries, but I think they're overpowered because then the bin yesterday just started opening and closing, <laughs> and I just got a text from my sister while I was out saying, "I think the I think the bin's rising up. <laughs> I think it's taking over. It's become sentient. It's going <laughs> like I was screaming in pain." <laughs> Your bin and tries to kill itself. Like, I can't I'd, go on like that. <laughs> trying to choke I'd, itself. I'd what love, is my purpose? I'd, I'd love if Do the that. bin got so powerful that it's open, had so much like um, uh, chutzpah behind it that it just flipped over every oh, it's, time it's it opens. Some, when you put in a fresh um, a quartet of batteries. Uh-huh. A quartet? It, it takes four. <laughs> it takes four double A's. So eight A's. out a mouthful of tea from my <laughs> International Security Assistance Force mug. <laughs> The most jingoist mug it's possible to own. <laughs> so there's um, eight A's in total in this bin, and um, and when it, with a fresh quartet, the the lid can really can really take on some angular inertia and um, can can send it leaning back a couple of degrees. It has not done a full backflip yet, but um, I might on for its last hurrah plug it up to maybe a car battery and see. <laughs> See how many rotations you can get. Enter into the Commonwealth Games. Regular listeners may be thinking, angular momentum, that sounds a bit smart for this podcast. Phil Wanger has one of those real degrees. Oh, in engineering, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a master's. I'm a master, which is why I quit engineering, because I mastered it. Uh There's nowhere to go after you master something. And then Phil Wang wept for there were no worlds left to conquer. (laughs) (laughs) There's no engineering left to master. No engineering left to do. We've built everything. On the top of a tower that I built myself. (laughs) Julius Caesar wept when Phil Wang was my age. (laughs) (laughs) He conquered half of the engineering... Tripods. <laughs> and and on the bin these words appear. My name is Phil Wang, Master of Engineering. Look upon my trash ye mighty and despair. I think I'm now lost in uh, I think I think Shelley, Ozymandias. Oh yes. The only Ozymandias I know is from Watchmen. That's that's how sophisticated I am. Oh uh, nice. Mm. Well <laughs> I mean so good. we we've been slightly too smart. We gotta get dumb again. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, if you, you have your dumb technology, which is your, your sort of Monday. automatic garbage themed caber toss, um, <laughs> whereas I have a product called the smart B. B E B E one E singular J-B E B smarts. <laughs> is that Homer Simpson's university challenge team? Just, I'm just, yeah, probably I'm, I'm just stealing Simpson's valor. That's my, uh-huh. uh, Okay, um, am I meant to guess what the smart B is now? Yes. Okay. Well, you're both meant to guess. Milo also doesn't Smart B, smart B. Like a spelling B, but just for proving that you're smart. Like a really hard spelling B. A spelling B, but the only word they ever spell is actually. (laughs) (laughs) A blue tick Trump reply or spelling B, where every word is just sir. Can you use it in a a sentence? Sir, you are disrespecting our country's norms. (laughs) Is it... An animatronic wasp that flies around and reciting the the periodic table. <laughs> that would be Ooh. very funny and quite clever. <laughs> that would be quite smart. Actually. <laughs> a very niche product for for for, a, for robotic apiarists. Silicon Valley. Though, <laughs> yeah, I'm full of disruptive ideas. Mm-hmm. You could have re- it, repaired the smart bin to make it, you know, so there wasn't batteries. Maybe make it a mains powered or, or uh, wireless charging uh, smart uh, bin. Uh, for only a thousand dollars or a hybrid, maybe with part part petrol. Uh-huh. Um, you only have to fill up battery. your bin once every 50 miles. <laughs> I love it. Like a petrol-powered smart bin for the Trump supporter in your life. <laughs> or coal. <laughs> it's the only patriotic <laughs> choice. 
coal-fired bin. Yeah. <laughs> you wear a stovepipe hat. The only time a bin fire is a good thing. <laughs> no, that's meant, that bin's meant to be on fire. Just a bunch of hobos are going to gather around. <laughs> Look, only one element of the bin is supposed to be on fire. The other bits are not supposed to be on fire. I can't emphasize this enough. Mm. Is a smart beer sort of um, one of those... Is it like something you listen to while you go to sleep to make you smarter? So you just become smart. <laughs> or, B is such, that's such a vague. Look guys, this is so, it's so vague. I'm going to have to give you a slightly redacted version of its uh, strap line. Okay. In order to maybe give you guys a chance at guessing what it is. Welcome to strap line with Ronnie <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> the first intelligent blank. Multifunctional and self-propelled to make parenting easier. Ooh, the first intelligent crib. Is it a, cr- a crib? A self-propelled that, crib. A, a, yeah, that is. a steam-powered au pair. <laughs> Coal-fired. <laughs> yeah, they can just carry the baby to a bath and then just tip it over into the, a bath. And but you have to make sure there's enough coal in there or your baby will drown. Uh, yeah, yeah. Master and Lady Von Trapp. <laughs> is I, the steam-powered nun. Intelligent to make parenting. It's... It's going to deteriorate now. <laughs> now that there's an audience. So it's smart B. Um, is it? It's not crib. It's to do with parenting. Is it a? Uh, and it's self-propelled. Self-propelled. That's the. That's the kicker in it. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, is it? Um, what do those toddlers sit in that have wheels on them? What do you call those? They, they, and they they have enough. Oh, it's like, like a, a baby fl- they're, they're insto- Flintstone cars, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. A yeah, baby so walker. It is kind it of like- stands them up and puts their feet on the ground with his wheels on it. Mm. <laughs> is it that self-propelled? Uh, I think you guys and are close enough. lessons can come up the through the dashboard. can afford. <laughs> mm. <laughs> not the one they deserve. No. <laughs> but because, you know, we're all oversensitive babies. Uh, it is the first intelligent baby stroller, multifunctional and self-propelled to make parenting easy. Oh yeah, I've seen this, and the mum can just walk behind it and doesn't she doesn't have to hold on to it and it just moves. Ahead yeah, of it's her, a self-driving it? baby stroller. And I, 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 sorry, I didn't mean to be gender specific there with mum. That is all just the videos the do. Yeah, all the videos all the do videos have a mum, so it's not a very woke, intelligent baby stroller. Yeah, if um, only the um, whatever. Well, the, maybe the baby stroller is the dad. <laughs> So the baby itself is half stroller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horrendous. The baby. The baby is saying like, "Kill me," and the ba- and the smart stroller is like, "I know." When it, when it came out of the mum, the the real dad saying. was like, "What the hell?" And then, and then he looked around, and the stroller ran out the. Hospital. The smart bin was like, "I thought you loved me, <laughs> but I don't have any wheels." Well, that's, and that's the problem: is the is the kid wants to grow up to be an actor and doesn't want to go into the stroller game like his dad. He doesn't want to take over the family strolling business. <laughs> and so, what the benefits of this invention is? I presume, I guess, if from their point of view, is that the mum can do. S- the parent can do things with their hands. So the hands are free mm-hmm. to... Well, they're, they're always shown jogging <laughs> with oh, the stroll. They're shown jogging but not touching it. I mean, yeah, that, that stroller would have to be traveling fast. Yes. Even it's uncontrolled <laughs> with a small child in it. It has to go very fast. But I think this... The, the, I think what this is Will for, it only maintain a certain amount of distance between the parent and the... Yes. Okay. It, all, it uses motion tracking to maintain distance between the parent and the baby, so you're never at any risk of touching your child or touching something they're touching directly. Oh, good. I don't think parents should t- touch their children. No. That's weird. That's no. gross. I, and I presume the parent 
has something on them that identifies them to the stroller and not just any body can <laughs> propel the stroller. So if, Anyone if a, with an iPhone. Or just just someone who overtakes the the dad on a jog will just pick I'm up the, the stroller. Dad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like some kind of infant relay race. It won't just it won't just follow the, the fastest moving body in its proximity. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's a stroller that simply flees the nearest and fastest moving object. Whatever that might happen I mean, to be. You could kind of say that if you set it at a high enough speed, it's actually like a real run motivator for the parent. It's one of those like, <laughs> like otherwise yeah. they might lose their baby. An anti an anti pedo stroller. Like you'll okay. never catch this. <laughs> <laughs> you sicko. <laughs> we finally outrun pedo. I don't understand the My word. My name's Mo Farah, and even I couldn't catch that baby. <laughs> Do you think someone weak of mind like a sex offender could? Well, the, the official trash shooter position is that Mo Farah is not a sex offender. No, that's what I mean. He was on the anti sex. Okay, offender good. Was the, gotcha. Yeah, no. But I don't understand the wordplay of smart B. What does that have to do with... Uh, what does B... Baby? But, but there should be B-Y then. Yeah. Is it a B-Y or is it it's B? It's not B-Y, it's B-E. I don't really understand the name either. Babe? Maybe it's sort of babe. Smart is a B. Smart B. I, I don't... Smart B. Smart 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 It's an Ikea thing. No, I, I, I don't fully understand it. I don't really understand... A, and what's smart about it aside from the fact well, that it... It, it will never touch a parent. As far as it always stays away, it, it guards your baby from you, the biggest threat. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm, I'm gonna. I, am, I have a card in front of me here that says summary of general features and functions. Uh, electronic climatized carry cot control system. Carry cot. Okay. So you, it's in the, the air conditioning. The, yeah, it has air. It's air conditioned. Oh my goodness. So, but you Jeez. control it from your phone. Good for Malaysia. Hmm. Mm. Gonna be a hit gift for uh, gather around the fire in the air conditioned. It's it has it has canopies that protect against insects and light by I presume just being a normal canopy. Uh, it has a wireless speaker for music, <laughs> so you, you can uh, turn your baby into uh, a, your a, baby can listen to Trash Future on the go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it has a, a control panel, uh, a touch screen in inside the cot, uh, outside the cot. Oh, the baby yeah, yeah, yeah. The cot. And that, I say it's beginning to sound like a sort of a fighter jet. <laughs> Like a, you know, yeah, a little cockpit, like a real. Uh, but the problem. But is how how are you meant to control it if it's all constantly driving away from? I think you control it with your phone. So you but there's a control panel on the cot as well, which I presume is you can reach it. <laughs> you have to have like one, an old, like a long stick, one of those old stylus pens. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the yeah. thing: is technology creates its own problems for it to solve, and in this okay. case, it's that your baby will constantly be traveling away from you in a motorized scooter that you can't really stop unless you have. A special additional purchase, which is a long finger. Does uh, you, uh, you have to try and imagine the focus groups that resulted in this product idea of parents complaining, I presume, about my baby's <laughs> sweating too much. And it's, yeah. and it's really slow. <laughs> I'm picking my baby, it's really hot. <laughs> my my baby's, baby's heating up in the sun. <laughs> My baby's nervous about whether he's preparing enough for his eventual career dream of becoming a fighter pilot. <laughs> and uh, it's making him sweat profusely. <laughs> well, he's it, also really worried about sex offenders. He's been watching it, a lot of well, To Catch a Predator thing. with Chris Hansen. It, it, does, it does have an anti-theft sensor as well. <laughs> Is that a brakes? It has a, no, it has a car alarm. Wow. <laughs> an emergency stop button, which is good, but will probably throw the baby some distance. <laughs> Um, uh, and then uh, two webcams inside uh, the cot. 
two webcams inside the sort of chamber. Baby's gonna make money somehow. So you can puck it outside when you while you go and do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, you can. Your baby can like become like a YouTuber. Hey, Reddit, watch, <laughs> watch my baby for me while I pop into the shop. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Donald takes over and just calls it a cock. Oh no, Reddit slash pedophilia. <laughs> wrong pen. It's got to carry. It, it has a microphone. It's slash R actually. You have to go slash yeah. R and then slash the sub yeah. Reddit. <laughs> it's reddit.com slash R and then slash. So it says. Censors uh, always I, I, just I tangled with a Reddit master. <laughs> did you master the engineering? But you were just like, "What next?" <laughs> just URLs. What next? Wang. URLs. <laughs> well, I've, I've got another fun sentence here, uh, which is: "Censors always keep the stroller within safe reach of parents, even when, even when they're distracted, <laughs> and, yet tan- <laughs> and yet tantalizingly out of reach." <laughs> uh, I feel allow- like if I my baby was in an automa- automated brand new vehicle i wouldn't be distracted by anything else all my thoughts would be on i hope my baby doesn't die in this machine yeah for the first week and then the novelty wears off and then you know maybe someone posts something fun to instagram and you know your 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 car your crib crib your um carriage monstrosity is what it is just kind of goes onto a a, a motorway on ramp and drives to manchester (laughs) (laughs) so your baby can make it big in in the 90s Britpop music scene if it takes the M6, it's going to have to pay a toll, though. It's going to have, uh-huh. The baby's going to well, have depends to hopefully have a card on it. Depends if it takes the Birmingham bypass or not. Uh-huh. Well, guys, also, it comes... I mean, five quid to avoid Birmingham, arguably a bargain. But <laughs> <laughs> it, comes with some, it comes with some interesting designs as well. Uh, there's a standard gray tweed, which seems to be the one that we hit mostly, <laughs> because I guess it's for hunting. Um, but there's also uh, zebra. I want technology, but I want to remind me of the 19th century. <laughs> well, babies do look like old men. A lot of babies do look like fat old men. Yeah. Is, well, they are incontinent. <laughs> hey, uh, and the racist. Yeah. There is, there is, it also comes in zebra. Oh, yeah? Uh, for well, I guess it can like match camouflage? your underwear it's just if you want to be a yummy saddle for your child. <laughs> <laughs> An automated zebra. And it comes in camo if you're going to be Calm like driving your child around in, I don't know, Mosul. There's an armor-plated version for baby dictators. Or the old, like, blacked-out windscreens for important babies. (laughs) For for baby rappers. (laughs) Baby Russian government ministers. (laughs) Baby Putin. What's the retail price? Well, that's actually what I'm going to ask you guys. Oh. For the... um, the deluxe model. Smart well, they say is the focus group for they, this product. They don't <laughs> all... Yeah, this, the twist. That's the thing that they, they, this, um, this company could only afford uh, a focus group uh, that was essentially just three comedians taking the piss out of it. Um, so what do you think this costs with all these sort of features? Because strollers are actually just normal strollers. Manual strollers, mm-hmm. push strollers, ah, prehistoric are, strollers. They are, are all are surprisingly expensive, like a yeah. couple of hundred quid mm-hmm. alone. So I feel like something like this, they could mark up significantly to, I'm going to say 1,500 pounds. Mm, I, think that's a, I think that's a good guess. Mm. I'm going to go higher just to make it interesting. I'm going to say 2,000. Two uh, whole grands. Uh, but it's, a, it's priced in dollars. So I'm just going to assume you guys said dollars. Well, in that case, eighteen hundred dollars. I'm going to stick with two thousand. Two thousand uh, dollars. It's uh, three thousand one hundred ninety-nine. No, yep. that's wow. too many dollars. That's too, way too many dollars. Just so you can, like, you know, automate <laughs> like your like a knockoff of the Price Is Right called Too Many Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Well, like a sitcom about a guy who's too rich. <laughs> he has too many dollars about a baby who's too rich. <laughs> <laughs> and buys himself bizarre gadgets for babies. It's like, oh, God, like some kind of rich baby super spy. <laughs> How many miles are there to a full charge? 
<laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't say. I don't know what, what the MP. That seems like a very important. They stack. do. They do have special supercharging points positioned at key <laughs> <on> <laughs> <laughs> It does have turn signals. You're joking. I'm not joking. I'm not what? Joking. How does it know when it's going to turn? I think you hit it on the on the app because it's following you, and it does a little turn signal like um, Bart Simpson's utility belt. <laughs> given given how bad I am at using my phone, this would definitely result in the death of a child. Oh, um, like, like you know, like I accidentally like share stuff to the wrong page on Facebook and shit all the time. But mm-hmm. in the context of this, this is like your baby is in a canal now. You shared your baby <laughs> to the canal. <laughs> yeah, your baby's in a canal, and everyone on your old college freshers group now knows about it. Does it have, does it have an amphibious mode? Maybe like the the cod detaches and a propeller comes on. And I'd very much like if it's it had, like that lotus. And it takes from you the, to penguins' lair. From octopusy. Uh, I've not seen that. Have you not? You have you two seen every film? Uh, I feel like you've got a very rich. I, I've just seen every episode of The Simpsons like uh, five or six times. We've just read all of Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. We've never actually seen anything directly. We're like uh, we're like the, the, you know the people in the cave in Plato's. Oh, okay. We've you seen only the, the representations of things, <laughs> and then we represent them again. <laughs> so you're consuming a sort of Which, like a, a, a chewed cud. I was say, this <laughs> makes this make, this makes our podcast incredibly ekphrastic. What? Super casual, <laughs> ekphrastic, <laughs> docious. Uh, ekphrasis is um, uh, a concept in ancient uh, epic or a, sort of ancient Greek poetry where you'd represent a work of art. So it was representation of representation. So then the artwork of art would always be shown to be moving. So like in the Iliad, the shield of Achilles is like this sort of almost a, sort of ancient Greek polis life. Yeah, it's like um, an eight-page description of like all of the stuff that's depicted on the shield. Yeah, but mm. it's and but it's all about like how great uh, you know the uh, the Achaeans are and how terrible everyone else. It's basically like eight pages of like just Trump tweets, but <laughs> uh, given in the form of a beautiful description of a sort of magical shield, <laughs> which is I, I'm not gonna, interesting. I mean, I put up with a lot. Ekphrastic, was it Ekphrasis. Ekphrasis. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I probably a lot on this podcast, but I'm not going to part with you saying that the Iliad is basically Trump tweets. <laughs> it's like the most the most heinously wrong thing you've ever said. Well, I think Trump tweets in um, pent, um, um, iambic uh, pentameter, doesn't he? Well, you see, the Iliad's written in dactylic hexameter. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's not iambic pentameter. Iambic what pentameter I mean? is an English uh, an English language. What's the, like, what's the Iliad one? Uh, it, well, it's called. Well, I think they usually just call it hexameter. It's like written in. It's like um, the dactylic hexameter. Um, it's really, it's really com- Greek and Latin meter is really complicated because okay. in um, in Greek and Latin you have short and long syllables which you don't have in English. In English you have just stressed and unstressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have like it's a dactyl is um, short, short, long, and you have a sponde which is two longs, <laughs> and then the pterodactyl is uh, <laughs> a long boy. Oh boy, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Achilles and Pterodactyl, the adventures thereof. Um, that was the sequel to the Iliad. <laughs> the, lo- the lost sequel to the Iliad. Too many, too many Drachmoi. Uh, the sitcom with Achilles. The sitcom where baby Achilles. Honey, I'm Homer. <laughs> it's right. going to be, don't say it, Achilles, epic. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, and an audience of souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a that's as good a time as any to take a break and come back in a sec with uh, some of the other more troubling stuff we're talking about this week. See you in a moment. Yeah. 